You are listening to Concert Blast. Welcome to Concert Blast. This is Mike Arnold. I'm going to be narrating the interviews that we had during the CMA Festival weekend. I actually started on Thursday, ended up on Sunday. We had a lot of fun talking to a lot of people. Some of these are just not interviews, but there are press conferences or questions and answers from fans or the press. We want to thank the Old Spaghetti Factory for being our sponsor at the CMA Fest of 2013. We really enjoyed their food in Nashville, Tennessee, but they're located all over the nation. Get online and check out their website and look for a location near you, osf.com, Old Spaghetti Factory. Thank you, guys. So we're going to start off with Bo Bice, one of our favorites from American Idol. We'll go next to Hollywood Yates, and Hollywood will explain all about him. Probably seen him on American Gladiators, also known as The Wolf. There's Lucas Hogue. Lucas has a show on the Animal Planet, and they're trying to expand that to another season. Lucas also has a new album out and has a very good voice. And you'll learn a little bit more about Lucas Hogue. Then there's our friend that we met over the weekend and we spent a lot of time with throughout the weekend at the CMA Fest. Jeannie Casey. A lot of fun here from Hendersonville, Tennessee. Well, actually, she's actually from Oklahoma, but she's come here for a music career. She's a singer-songwriter and a lot of fun. You'll love her interview. Then there's Maggie Rose. Maggie has a song out called I Ain't Your Mama, has a very good voice, a very good band, and had the Riverfront stage at the CMA Fest going crazy for her. Our friend Rachel Williams has a new album coming out with a brand new sound. We've interviewed her before in our show, and we're going to be talking to her again this year. The fun act all female except for one man it's mustang sally a lot of fun i haven't seen them in concert but they tell me that they're more fun in concert so you get to learn a lot more about mustang sally then there's one of my favorite bands the band perry the band perry had a press conference at their fan club party at the cannery actually they talked to the press then they went downstairs and joined the fans at a fan club party you'll learn a lot more about the band perry Another one of our favorites that we've talked to in the past, Julie Roberts. She actually had a gold record out. She lost her record label. She ended up finding out that she had MS. And then she was on The Voice in this past season. No one turned the chair around for her. We asked her booking agent, why did Julie pick one of Blake Shelton's songs to perform on The Voice? And she said she only had a few songs to select from, and we felt that that was the best song for her voice. Unfortunately, because Blake is one of the judges, he said he was going to be more particular if someone picked one of his songs. She did, and he didn't turn his chair around. However, if you saw the voice in that episode, he knew her and said, oh, I'm so sorry, I should have turned around for you. So you'll learn a little bit more about what's going on with Julie as she makes a special announcement at her fan club party. The last interview will be with Lady Annabellum. All three of them have a question and answer, and it's hosted by Lorianne Crook from Crook and Chase. A lot of fun questions, and actually the second question they asked was, 
my question, and it's one of the questions that we always have in our interviews. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Charles has a very funny surprise, which I didn't think he would even mention this topic. It is hilarious. Those three people are just a lot of fun. You'll love that interview with Lady Adabellum. Sit tight. Here comes the interview, starting off with our good old friend from Alabama, Nashville, and parts of Georgia, Bo Bice. You can take me out the country. just came off the stage here at BB Kings. Right. One of our good buddies who's talked to us several times. You better believe it, man. Hello. CMA Fest once again. That's right. We see you all the time at CMA Fest. I'll tell you what, you know, they'll, they'll let me in anywhere. It's just they don't let me stay long. <laughs> oh. You know, they always kick me out. So, uh, but uh, no, I'm, I'm glad to be back here. I love Nashville. You know, we've uh, been here almost eight years now, and we have a, a little farm outside of town, and uh, for the past year and a half, I've been really living uh, more uh, south of Atlanta, uh, out in our lake house, and I moved my studio out there, and, you know, I've got uh, a new gospel CD that we, we got out, and we did a lot of the prep work for it here in Nashville and finished it up at the house here in Atlanta. And, man, you know, it, it just really is. It's good to be back home. Alabama will always be my home. That's where I was born, but... Nashville and, and Georgia. I'm, I always joke and I say I live in the in the middle of the redneck Bermuda Triangle. You know, Birmingham, Atlanta, and Nashville, and that's where my life seems to centralize around. And I, I love it. There's not one of those towns that I don't have a, a true love for. And tonight you did one of those from the CD, right? Uh, yep. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Yeah, my, you know, my friend William Lee Golden. I got to be friends with William through art. He's a painter. And a photographer, and I'm a painter and a photographer. We met through Joe Bonzel because we were doing Fox and Friends, and I met Joe in the lobby, and he's like, can I get a picture? And I'm like, I want a picture with you. And he goes, I said, man, I wish William was here. I'm a huge fan of his art. And he goes, let me get him on the phone. He said, William Bobice down here in the lobby, and he wants to talk to you about the art. I swear to you guys, five minutes later, William Lee's standing in the, in the lobby of the hotel. We're, we stood there for 45 minutes talking about uh, Monet and, and different artists and all these uh, he had just gotten back from France, and long and short of it, about three years later, through our friendship, uh, it was a cold winter's day, and he gave he gave me a phone call out of the blue, and I was going through some bad stuff at the time, and you know, just some words that he said to me inspired me to write uh, a song, and and then when I told William the 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 story of how he inspired me to write it, he was kind enough to sing on the new single and be in the video, so. Uh, I'm, I'm very proud of, of what all's turned out with Glory Hallelujah, all because of a good friendship and because of the Lord, not because of some redneck from Alabama. Well, both of us, from me and William, both are from Alabama. He's from Bruton, I'm from uh, Huntsville, so, you know, we're, we're both Alabama boys. You doing any touring at all? Well, you know, I am touring. We got some new stuff on the books. I was supposed to be up in Broadway for the, for the next year. And then that got pushed back to the fall, and then, you know what, I don't think any of that crap's going to happen. There's full of full of uh, bovine scatology up there as anybody here in the music business. You know what I mean? I think it promises. I'll tell you what, man, I, I have a lot de better dealings with the people out in the country because at least you can smell the liars there, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know what, hey, I, I spent a lot of my time being the uh, consummate, jaded musician that didn't feel he got his worth. At times, you know, I was, 
I was pretty mad. I, I sold almost a million copies and got dropped from RCA. And if that don't put a bad taste in your mouth, I don't know what will. But it took me about two years to say, you know what? The things in life that are important are God and family. And so uh, once I stopped taking it so serious, it became more fun again. And I'm glad to be back where I am. Well, hallelujah, brother. That's right. You better save your money, right? Hey, man, I always tell them, don't ever buy a brand new car. At least have 20,000 miles on it. Make sure that the woman that you're going to marry is the woman that you cuddle up to because she's going to take your money anyway. Oh, my goodness, Bo. Hey, man, I'm, I'm blessed. My wife's been putting up with me for 10 years. How many kids you got now? Four? We got four, three wow. boys and one girl. Do you think I have anything that I'm scared of? I've dealt with Clive Davis, Simon Cowell, and my wife. That ain't got nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They need to be hiring her for a judge next year. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Bo Bice, here That's we go, right. man. That's right. <laughs> Preach it, brother. We're going to sing a hymn, and we're going to take up a collection. Uh, tell, hey, you better pass around the plate. I just told you I got Woo. four kids. You wasn't <laughs> listening. Man, you had a hat all night, weren't you? <laughs> you just yeah. had pass exactly. around the hat, you know? That's because I'm hiding the wig. It's, the actual hair is made into the hat now, you know? It's been 10 years since Idol. People just don't know I'm really bald. Has it been that long? It'll be wow. 10 years, and uh, well, for me, starting next year will be 10 years, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Just goes to show, they'll put anybody on TV, so be careful. Oh, make, yeah. sure, make sure to skim through the channels. There you go. Oh, nice, everybody. Thank you, Bo. Thank you, guys. Man. See you again, man. Stay in trouble. Stay in trouble. Here comes the next interview with Hollywood Yates. We're standing here with someone who uh, Tom said he's going to kick his butt. I don't know what he's talking about. That ain't going to happen. Yeah, he said me to kick his butt. <laughs> that ain't, ain't going to happen. I, I have yet to find a man that can hurt me. Oh, now, Zach that. Brown did uh, swell my hand up a little bit, but he didn't hurt me. Oh, yeah. I can't be hurt. Oh, well, my goodness. It's, wow. called, it's called injuries, but injuries don't hurt. So tell everybody who we're talking with. My name's Hollywood Yates. A lot of people know me as a three-time national finals rodeo clown bullfighter and barrel man. And then a lot more people know me as Wolf from American Gladiators. That's right. I remember that. And yeah. uh, now everybody's going to know that I'm also uh, the next big southern rock singer. That's right. Well, you've been doing this for a while. I've been here. doing it a little bit, yeah. yeah so, I remember seeing you a couple of years ago. Though. Yeah, and that's, that's you know, I met Lucas and Bo a few years ago when we did a deal like this. And so we remained friends. And, uh, yeah, I've just been working at it and working at it. And, you know, it's it's bound to break someday. And we're going to uh, hopefully be on a tour next year. And But we're just working. Well, that's great. So now, what else I got you doing this weekend? Um, well, I played the Silver Dollar last night, did this today. Uh, I've got uh, Boondocks tonight, gonna just do like an hour acoustic deal, and then tomorrow I've got the Hard Rock Stage, 6.30 to 7, uh, right before my friend Bridget Tatum. So uh, we'll open up for her, and then... Um, Is that full band? 
full band tomorrow, yeah. So uh, Bridget's going to have to step up her game because I'm bringing my A game to that stage. There you go, there you go. And then uh, Saturday I do the uh, fashion show because there's nobody more fashionable in country music than me. Oh, there you go, man. Tom, you thought you were the fashionable yeah, one. No. Hold ahead to him. Mr. Hollywood, you did very good. Jamie Johnson, well, very good. I appreciate good. it. You know, Jamie's a good friend of mine, and so I uh, that, that's a great song, and I try to make sure I don't do it in any injustice. I don't do it as well as Jamie, I don't think. But you did a good job. I, well, Hollywood. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So I love doing that song. Hollywood Yates, man. Look at that. There you go. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for yeah. having Here's an interview with Lucas Hogue. If you're too rough to ride the house, shake the trailer. It's Lucas over here. How you doing, Lucas? Good, man. How are you guys? We got a whole crew over here. I yeah, love that's right. Production company here. There you go. <laughs> Right exactly. on, guys. We just saw you and Bo Bice and Hollywood Yates perform together. Yeah. And uh, you didn't do too bad. You had a place packed in here, didn't you? Man, it was wall to wall. We were excited to have everybody here. We had a great time. BB Kings is an awesome venue to play in. They totally remodeled the whole thing. And Bo and, and Hollywood are both great friends of mine. It's always great to get up there on stage and share the share the time with them. Well, it's also wall to wall is your time schedule, isn't it? It is, man. It's from about. Nine o'clock in the morning until two o'clock in the morning. We're just nonstop. So, but I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> this weekend's gonna be a crazy weekend for you, anyway, oh, man. man. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. A new album out, right? We do. We do. This is uh, the third single off of this record already. That's uh, on uh, on the country radio. It's called Should Have Loved. I didn't do it tonight yet, but uh, but yep. hopefully you guys will hear it. What else you got going on? Man, I just got back from a troop tour overseas yes. and uh, had a great time with those guys over Memorial Day. We had to spend about a week and a half with them. Um, we're about to hit a radio tour in the next couple weeks. And, uh, man, at the end of June, we're on the road. We don't get home till September. So, What do you got going on with the Animal Planet? Oh, man, that's one of my favorite shows. The show's over right now, but they're doing reruns, and we're trying to get uh, Discovery to pick it back up. Um, it's called Last Chance Highway, and we were rescuing anywhere from 160 to 180 dogs every single week and uh, placing them in new homes and rehabilitating them, and this is just a great, great you know, thing. I didn't realize how big rescuing dogs is. I've talked to people all over the country that do that. Yeah, man, it's it's a crazy, crazy world out there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and the cool thing about the show is that down here in the south, there's an abundance, an abundance of, you know, abandoned pets down here. And up in the north, there's there's not that much of a bunch. I mean, you go to a kennel up there, there's hardly any dogs. You go to a kennel down here, and it's overflowing, you know. So to be able to help out with that situation is, is a blessing for me to be a part it's of it. It's going to get the awareness out. Absolutely. That's what it's all about, you know. So Absolutely right. Absolutely right. It's a fun show. Well, thank you for talking to us, Lucas. You bet. Thank you, Enjoy guys. the show tonight. All right. Love we'll see you again. All right. All right, guys. Take care. One of our favorite persons that we met this year at the CMA Festival, and we got to hang around with a lot. Jenny Casey. They don't pay me enough to put up with their flag. Just love me down and give me crap. Well, mama's only gonna take so much. Cause you know they don't pay me enough. So we're here today with a very good country music artist. All the way from Hendersonville, Tennessee. Woo, long way. Tell everybody who we're talking with. Hi, this is Jenny Casey. Jenny, Jenny, Jenny. Oh, Jenny, 
but don't try the phone number 867. Sorry, I changed it. <laughs> and you're in calls. You're here in the CMA Music Fest. Are you having a good time? I'm having a great time. Tell everybody what you're doing in your music-wise. Well, music-wise, I am working on a brand new album. It should be done sometime this summer. So excited. It's called Rockin' the House. Now you know why it's called Rock in the House. Do you know why? No, no, tell me. Well, because I pretty much got my start singing at the kitchen sink. And I spent a lot of years rocking the house, the actual house I live in. And I moved to Nashville with my family and started working on music. Now I'm getting out with my band and I'm actually like rocking the house out doing shows. It fits both places and it's what it's all about. The music is a lot of fun and I'm so excited and can't wait for people to hear it. They're my songs. Kind of speak for the working woman and mom and but but do it in a really fun way. Tell me about your household now. My, you tell me about your house. Well, my household consists of me and my husband and four kids. Four kids. And how long have you been married? Long time. I'm telling you. You'll do some math. That's not cool. <laughs> Got two girls. Two boys. And actually, this year we had an exchange student that lived with us. So that made five. And if you count my husband, that's another kid. So I have way too many kids. Plus, I'm a third grade teacher, so that's 20 more kids. Oh I've got kids like all around me following me around like crazy all day long. Now, what do you teach? I teach third grade. Where? So you got to be a little crazy then, right? I'm crazy. That's why I write songs. How else are you going to survive that, right? So you escape the reality by writing your songs, recording, right. and getting out of here to do some shows. That's right. Dressing up like a rock star and getting on stage. Hey, I do what I can to survive. I understand that. So have you learned any techniques tonight yet? Techniques. I've learned what to do and what not to do. I don't think the Luke Bryan thing will work for me personally. It really works for him. The hair thing that Taylor does, I can kind of go with yeah, that. Yeah, I like that. I can do the hair thing. But Eric Church, I love the energy. I love the just having fun. I mean, that's what it's all about, just being real. That's kind of, I don't think I can avoid that, actually. I've changed too many diapers. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't get up there and, you know, fake my way through anything. It's just, it's I, a, I understand that. to let out a big belch or something. I don't, I don't even know. Like when you, it's yeah. better from the top than the bottom, all right? Okay, well, you know, there's not, at least it's not mic'd at the bottom. So. Right on. That's right. right yeah, on. you never know what you're going to see at my show. Oh, well. that's a good thing then, right? Are you playing around town or in town? Absolutely. First moved here and just did writer's rounds, but made a lot of friends and some great musicians, and it just started coming together as a band that my friends were saying, hey, you want to want me to back you up? And I'm like, sure, but before we knew it, we had a band. So we've been out doing live shows. Last few months, we played the Hard Rock. We played uh, 12th and Porter. I'm going to do something at the Rutledge coming up. Been everywhere and just having a blast. I'm going to go to Oklahoma next week. We're going to do a show at a, one of my very good old friends' tavern there. And so excited about playing for some hometown folks. You're from Oklahoma then? I am from Oklahoma. Yeah. Been in Nashville about five years. Well, you've got a really good husband to do all this stuff for you. He doesn't have a choice. <laughs> He's stuck with you, right? He wants to be my husband, right? <laughs> Jenny Casey, everybody. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much, and are you guys behaving yourselves around here? Well, of course we are. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, we're behaving ourselves, too. We're uh, eating a lot of chocolate and... Um, Hanging out, listening to some great music. Trying to stay awake. We had a lot of fun down here, been busy. Just trying to hang in there, you know? Now, what time did you start your day today? 
the sad thing is, what time did I end my day yesterday? So yeah, we'll go with there first. It's pretty bad. I can't even remember. <laughs> like I probably went to bed. Uh, I don't know, two or three, and I probably got up at like seven. So well, we got the same schedule today. Much, it's, it's, I guess it's like that this week, and you just yeah. really don't give a rip about it. You just go with it. And this is brought to you by Five Hour Energy Drink. <laughs> no, no doubt. And Ghirardelli chocolates. It's uh, some, I met some people from Switzerland, radio oh, people. Cool. They gave me some chocolate. They're my friends for life. So. I hear you there. There you go. Miss Jenny Casey, everybody. Right Thank here. you so much. In the crowd. In the crowd. Woo. Oh, wow. And maybe on the stage someday. What do you think about that? A couple of years. That's right. Next year it'll be Riverfront. Okay. And then we'll come over here. All right. It's a plan. <laughs> All right. See you guys. The one thing that I was very surprised about this year was seeing this performance, Maggie Rose. Listen to Maggie's interview to see what's up with her. I'll be your laughter, I'll be your drama, I'll be your best friend, I'll be your lover. You can be my baby anytime you wanna, but I ain't your mama, no I ain't your mama. Speaking here with Maggie Rose, who just performed at the Riverfront stage. Thank you. Absolutely. What was your feeling about that? That was a blast. That was my first official performance on the Riverfront stage. I've done the anthem a couple times, and then a few years back I did an acoustic thing for the Barbecue Fest, so this is probably the most special performance to date on that stage. Yeah, I mean, there's probably 10,000 people out here. It was awesome, and happy people. 10,000 happy people. I love They were this loving your show, by the way. Well, thank you. We had, a, we had a lot of fun, too. What got you the idea to do the chain there at the end to close out? Well, I'm a vocal harmony nerd. Like, I just grew up singing in choirs and acapella groups, so Everyone in my band can sing, and I wanted to showcase that. And Fleetwood Mac is one of my favorite bands. Oh, Tom's a nerd too. Y'all get along. <laughs> Are you nerd? Awesome. Yeah, I'm nerds about that. Are actually, cool now. That's it. That is cool now. Yeah. Well, I tell you what's great about your band is everybody just relates and have a good time, and it's energetic, and the fans just loved you out there. Well, we loved them back. It was a lot of fun for us. It was. So you almost have an all-girl band. I have a lot of girls represented in my band, which I think is in line with the music. I have a girl power thing. If you listen to the album, you hear some women empowerment anthems. I Ain't Your Mama song. There you go. I love that. Yeah. I've had a lot of yes. women come back to me and say, I say that to my husband. We've been married 30 years, and I still say that. So. Wow, so who's the influences? The influences. Fleetwood uh, Mac, of course. Yes, Fleetwood Mac is that. one of them, but thanks to my mom, I uh, listened to a lot of Bonnie Ray growing up, and oh, oh, Mary Chapin Carpenter, Linda Ronstadt, I love her. Shania Twain was my first concert. Oh, wow. Oh, and then my dad played Frank Sinatra, Michael Jackson, so I got a pretty eclectic mix of wow. stuff. Stop spreading the news. <laughs> yes. I love that. was a beautiful medley. We should, you know, we should collaborate and write a song. Uh, there you go. So we're, we're collaborating. Yeah, we're going to write a song together, a Frank Sinatra, Michael Jackson medley inspired tune. Wait till you see the dance routine that goes with it. Whoa. You, you're jack of all trades. So what's happening in the future for you? In the future, well, I play at the Opry this evening. Oh, so wow. in the immediate future, that's what's next. And that's I'm going to be on the road constantly with my band this summer we're pretty much visiting every continental state between now and the end of August. Our listeners are out there and they're saying I don't know a thing about Maggie so tell them what kind of music how would you 
How would you express it? It's my debut album, so it's a compilation of so many experiences, but there's storytelling songs, there's coming-of-age songs, there's feisty kind of girl power songs. So I think you'll hear it and have a lot of fun, hopefully be inspired to be your most confident self. Yeah, there's Maggie Rose for you. Absolutely. So tell us what you're most thankful for. I'm most thankful for, well, the support system I have around me. I really am. My, my family is here visiting from Maryland. They're all backstage. Wow. And uh, it was really nice to have them. But, you know, the people I work with are amazing. Like Karen here. Like Karen. Yeah. Karen, the publicist, is awesome. You got to put her in there. There's no <laughs> shortage of, you, of passionate people in my life. I'm she's surrounded by very passionate. Worker. Really, no, I don't, I think, hard worker. if I need to know what what supplements she's taking, like uh, yeah. what kind of coffee right. she drinks, because she does have, she has an amazing amount of energy. Yeah. It is amazing. Well, you look like you had a lot of energy on the stage as well. I, I do too. Yeah. I, I have quite and a you bit of energy. Be at the Aubrey? I am, and I played softball this morning. Oh, you did! I got the MVP this morning. What'd you do to get that? <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. They came up to me with this trophy, and it was really loud, and they're like, da 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 MVP. I'm like, oh, okay, who do you want me to present it to? Uh -huh. I'm like, no, it's for you. You're MVP. And I was oh. like, awesome. I didn't get a participation trophy. I actually got... Well, I know there's a lot of people here wanting to talk to you, and we appreciate you taking the time to talk to Concert Blast. Well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you taking the Maggie time. Rose. Maggie Rose. Maggie Rose. Thank Woo. you. Thank you, guys. It's time for our interview with Rachel Williams. Now, we saw Rachel right before she was taking the stage at one of the clubs in Nashville, Tennessee, right off of Broadway. We were going to review her concert as well, record some of the clips, and talk about her show. Unfortunately, it was delayed and delayed, and we had to apologize to her and tell her we had to go over to the stadium to cover the stadium shows. She understood, and she apologized for everything being delayed so late. Here's an interview with Rachel Williams. Lots of fun. Swing Indoors Lounge on 4th Avenue in downtown Nashville. And Rachel Williams just walked up, and you're about to hit the stage, aren't you, Rachel? I am. We're going to tear it up. It's the home stretch here at CMA Fest 2013. So let's go out in style, right? That's right. <laughs> now, a couple of years ago, we talked to you, and you have a different sound today than you did back then. Well, I think that Nashville definitely makes you evolve over the years. So I've seen many hair colors, boyfriends, you know, all of the above. <laughs> Absolutely, and uh, you hear it. You hear it in the songs for sure. So I'm really happy to be here. It's been two years. We took a break from CMA Fest, and uh, we came back, and it was a pretty triumphant homecoming. So I'm I'm grateful for all the fans, and I'm glad that they're embracing the new sound. So far, so good. <laughs> not too long ago, for you people who might not know Rachel, but she sold out the Bluebird. Absolutely. I love the Bluebird Cafe very much, and I'm very appreciative to Nashville's embracing atmosphere and especially for songwriters because that's something that's very near and dear to my heart so the fact that people will listen and, and want to hear the story behind the songs and all the douchebaggery that inspired it like I said I really appreciate it because that's why I write songs <laughs> so what's next for Rachel Williams all right well we are working with Bob Seger's people right now Silver Bullet Band I'm a Michigan girl so we're paying homage to Detroit Rock City and Motown 
and my new home here in Nashville, Tennessee. So it's kind of a blend of, of all three things. We dropped the album in August. It's called I'm Not Sorry. The single Suicidal Heart will drop in July. And a tour kicks off in September. So Tell everybody how they can get a hold of you, how they can get a hold of your social. Well, I'm very, very easy to stalk. Yeah, yeah, ask us. Absolutely. <laughs> it's rachelwilliamsonline.com. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, slash Rachel Williams Online, Twitter, Rachel E. Williams, Vine, Snapchat, everything. So y'all find me. And, uh, and she's very active on all this, and I appreciate that. That's how I keep up with you. Oh, thank you. Well, you know what? My, my sleep cycle probably doesn't appreciate the fact that I'm so active on social media, but... <laughs> But you know what? It's it's necessary, and I love it. And I love hearing from everybody, and especially with this new direction we're going with the music, I want to hear the feedback, so bring it on. What's your best advice for a new artist trying to start this business? Ooh, girl, you better thicken that skin real quick. <laughs> no, but honestly, I mean... Somebody told me this when I was 18 years old and I first talked about moving to Nashville. You must be present to win. And um, right. here we are. You know, it's, it's been a long road. We're still here, but you know what? I finally see that light at the end of the tunnel. It's making me walk a little faster now. So. <laughs> well, I know you're about to hit the stage and you got to get more prepared. Oh, not, oh absolutely. We do our, we gargle salt water. I do the Mariah Carey where I stick a finger in my ear and, and make sure I'm on page. Rachel Williams. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate you. Thank you, Rachel. Here's the interview with Mustang Sally. I love these guys. Gals, that is. And guy. Well, we're sitting here at the Silver Dollar Saloon, actually in the basement of the Silver Dollar Saloon. We just attended the Mustang Sally Fan Club party, and what a party did y'all have? Lord have mercy. All that mercy! Our, our fans rock. Nothing like biscuits and beer before 10 o'clock in the morning. That's all we're saying. We, it's a and b in a different kind of way. Well, we're having a lot of fun here with you guys this morning, and uh, i tell you what, I know we're having lack of sleep. How about you guys? Sleep? What is that? <laughs> I haven't heard of that. Lisa's face just changed. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long week, but awesome. It's been great. How about you, Eddie? <sighs> I'm pretty sure, uh, Jake, I'm pretty sure that I'm still asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Eddie's over here. Hey, Eddie. How you doing? How you doing, Jake? I, I haven't, I haven't. How about you, Jake? I haven't slept much. I might be Eddie. I might be Eddie right now. He manages us, we manage him. Let me tell you, Eddie's wearing me out about interviewing you guys, so I had Eddie in my brain forever. Good job, Eddie. He's been asleep all week. That's why he's been asleep all week. And we have behind me a fiddle player, huh? Hi. What's your name? Renee. All right, Renee, we got Lisa. Lisa, I'm the drummer. I'm Eddie. <laughs> My name's Toby. I'm the singer. Singer? Jake. I'm the lead guitar player. Okay. Anybody else in the band? Yes, there's Ellen right behind you. Come here, Ellen. Yep. My name is Eddie. <laughs> A lot of Eddie today. Boy, they're going to wear me out on Eddie today, aren't they? And, and then there's another Eddie right there. Yeah. Another film. Oh, wow. Well. I'm an Eddie number four. I play the bass guitar. All it's right. Me. I thought she was the video person. I didn't know. No. So we're here with Mustang Sally, and you know the number one question that everybody asked. Lisa? Where'd you get your name? We've already had this conversation. Sometimes you have to play Mustang Sally in a yes. night. Yeah. Okay. Um, how we got the name? I, we were 
booked for a club date and I did not have a name for the band and some gentleman came up and said what is the name of your band well he was a little intoxicated and I had to think quick and at that point the jukebox came on and it was playing Mustang Sally so it could have been playing anything and I'm thank god it was Mustang Sally <laughs> yeah because if it were beer and bones we'd have been in trouble beer and bones yeah, would not yeah, have been a good name so how did Mustang Sally get together? Lots of phone calls, lots of internet emails. You know, it's, it's a conglomeration of right personalities, exceptional playing, and the fact that it's majority of women is kind of a bonus because if you forget something or your underwear, you've got somebody to borrow some yeah. from. Thank you, Eddie. Ask Jake. I want my underwear back. He, yeah. looks, he looks great in a pink thong, and that's all I'm saying. Wow. <laughs> this must be tough being in a band with a bunch of ladies here. Extremely easy. I recommend it for every man in the us? world. Extremely what did easy, you yes. Call us? Yes, extremely easy. Yes, every guy should try this at least once. Now, have y'all traveled around the world? We have been everywhere Korea, Egypt, Florida, Canada. I mean, I'm just saying, Egypt, if, Florida, if yes. you've got a dart and you can throw it at a map, our agency will book we us have, there. We have a bad agency. It's like Egypt and then next day is Florida. Yeah. It's very. Very hard. Putin Bay, Put Bay, Egypt. Putin Bay, Korea. Putin Bay, Egypt. Putin Bay, Florida. Putin Bay, Zurich, Switzerland. Putin Bay, Guam. Putin Bay, Guam. Putin Bay, Ohio. Is, is, they're looking like, what's Putin Bay? It's, it's our hangout in the summer. It's a huge island, uh, right? Well, not a huge island. It's like a two mile island in the middle of Lake Erie. Yeah. Ohio folks know how to throw down. We have decided, me and Mandy have decided, it's a misplaced state. It should have been in the South because they are crazy and wild and redneck. Is, we love them. Love Ohio. <laughs> now, there's a Harley Davidson place in East Tennessee that y'all played there before? The Shed. Yeah, the Shed. That's where I learned about you guys, actually. Smoky Mountain Harley Davidson. We actually just played the Tennessee State Hog Rally there. Sold out. Yes. Sold out for our show. I couldn't even get my mama in. And that's pretty bad when you can't get your mom into your own show. So it was great. Everybody showed up. And it rained a little bit, but nobody cared. Nobody, nobody cared. Nobody How left. many people is that, the sold-out show there? I think they started, they were going to cap it at 3,500, but they kept selling tickets. So I think we got upwards, I think they said around 5,000. How did you get so popular there? Have you ever seen us perform? Not yet. That's your problem. Oh. <laughs> you, need to see us. you need to come see us on stage. No, um, we're, we're very different uh, when it comes to like our stage performance. We're very wild. And it's almost like comedy mixed with country. Uh -huh. So if you come to our show and you don't leave feeling maybe a little bit better, you must have been drunk and passed out. Oh, missed no. half of it. But we, we totally thrive on you being a part of what we're doing on stage. We're not going to stand on stage and sing to you. You're like, I'm eventually going to take your microphone and I'm going to interview you. We're, we're going to flip it on the crowd and make sure you are a part of what we do because it's the best way you know, to interact with people. So if we have our listeners that does nothing about you, Describe yourself and your music. I always like to say if Leonard Skinner in Alabama got together and had a baby, <laughs> it'd be really ugly. No, I'm just kidding. No, they, they, we're, we're very, uh, we're, we're rocking a lot of attitude. Energy. A lot of attitude, a lot of energy. Not afraid to say what we want to say. We apologize a lot. I'm sorry. You're not afraid, but you're apologetic. Her favorite saying is, don't ask permission, do it, and then apologize. Oh, yeah, I'm always like that. We'll get to a venue, and she'll be like, well, we should ask them, like, shut up. Don't ask. Yeah, we'll just, yeah, do just do it. That's kind of our rule, too. It is kind of like, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we'll, we'll go to, all right, we got to interview that artist. Okay. Do you have permission? Yeah, in a text somewhere. Just keep walking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's confirmed. It's confirmed. So what's going on in the future? What's you got planned? 
like today or like further than that? Oh, what are you asking, Tom? You know, big events or something. I just, I, Do you have plans today? Say, I'm done at five. If you want to, you know, I'm just saying. Um, actually, we're in the studio right now. We've been cutting stuff. We've been in and out. You know, you got to find the right songs and things like that. And we write a lot. Well, 99% of our material we write ourselves. So it's getting the right combination of songs on the album that our producer agrees with, that everybody agrees with, and then our fans. That's the most important people. So whatever they like, that's what we're trying to put on the album. So as soon as we get that all figured out, it's a process. Your fans has a lot to do with it, huh? It, it so all... your mom checks out your songs before you play. My, my, mom, my mom has been known to, during a show, crawl under a table and hide, okay? Oh. She's just like, that's, that's my daughter... Oh Lord, you know. So as I said, we we say what we want to say. I'm sorry to hear that, but <laughs> so is her mom. <laughs> Sometimes. My mom was upstairs drinking Bloody Marys this morning. Way to go, mom. <laughs> Who's your influences? Well, as a drummer, I haven't had a lot of drumming. All right. Influences. Let's see. Well, I started off actually playing some jazz drums and Tony oh, Williams. Man, you're a real drummer. Yeah. If that's the case. Well, then I moved on. You're not a real drummer. No, I she, mean, a lot of people look at this guy. He's no, a drummer. She but. slept in a Holiday Inn last night. She's not a real drummer. And then I then I discovered Led, Led Zeppelin albums. Somebody yeah. said you need to listen to some of the. Now stuff. you're a better drummer. Yeah. Not just a real drummer, but a real better, Bono. real good drummer. A real Bono. <laughs> and then actually Stuart Copeland. Wow. Dig him. Back to the jazz side. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. And, but that doesn't help with the country yeah, stuff. Because so. we, do, we do zero jazz. Zero we'll jazz. take lessons from this lady. Maybe so. Yeah. But country-wise, I mean, I grew up listening to some traditional country because my dad had a big collection of traditional Marty Stand. Robbins was yeah. really big in our house. So. Yeah. <laughs> so. My, my influences, huge range. Like, um, I love Barbara Mandrell right. just because of her entertainment value. But then I will go all the way to Tina Turner and Gwen Stefani. Wow. Because I, I like I like everything. I love women that sing and go for it, and those are women that sing and go for it. So how did you find this guy to get in the band? You guys actually found me playing here on Lower Broadway. Oh, no, I got I to gotta, yes. I gotta oh, be honest. Go, 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 I got to oh, be oh, honest. Okay, go, go, go. Tell the story. We used to come down, you know, Broadway is a place where, you know, you come down and you hang out and you see all your friends. When you're in off the road, everybody comes down, jams and plays. So we'd come down with the girls and we'd be walking in and out of the bar. And every time we'd walk in or out, he'd be like, oh, look, it's Mustang Sally. And we were always like, oh, hi, you know, because... You know, he's a boy. Yeah. <laughs> and then it came to the point to where it's like, we, we need a guy for the men. So we came back down and we walked through the thing. And he's like, oh, uh, look, there's Mustang Sally. And I was like, why not him? He seems to like us. You know, yeah. so it's like, yeah, let's bring him in because he why seems not? to be, you know, okay I, I, with us. As a guitar player, I couldn't even play very, very well at the time. But apparently they... They didn't need that. Behind they, every they, they behind every great man is yeah. six awesome women. Now, I've been told oh. I've, I've yes. gotten better, but so not much. Your influence. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I would say they're they're one of my influences. Sure. You could ask Lisa? anybody in this band. Lisa will call you and be like, "What are you doing tonight? Why are you going out? You should be at home practicing. Have you learned this song yet?" They don't want to know what his influence to drink is. They want to know. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I, What's next on the horizon for uh, Mustang Sally? We are fixing to kick off our summer tour, so we leave June 12th, and we have 79 shows in 90 days all over the place. Then it tapers off a little bit, and I mean, if you really want me, hold on, wait, looking into, we'd love to be Entertainer of the Year. Oh, okay. I'm going to shoot for it. We may never get it. No, we're going to get it. And when you come to our show, you'll bring us an award. How about that? Uh, hey, we're going to do that, Tom. We do need to do that. You bring the 
award, and if we don't deserve it, then we'll just hit you over the head in the parking lot and steal it from you, okay? <laughs> and we'll come up to the stage. Let's say Sally couldn't be here tonight, but I'll take us down to the jail as soon as this is over. Don't think that'd be the first time we've been arrested. <laughs> so how can fans look you up? We MustangSallyBand.com. But I'll be honest, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Google+, Facebook, and we handle that ourselves. And so iTunes. Get in yes, touch iTunes. with us. We are there. We have a single on iTunes. And, uh, and your name of your single? Jiggle, Jiggle it a little. little. That wasn't me. I've heard that. Have you heard it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like it. That is our song. That's, that's our song. And, and the funny thing is, is we haven't really officially released it yet, but people are playing it. Yeah. So that's good not song. that's a good sign that it's just kind of on iTunes because as I said we test. I heard it on Spotify actually. Oh, Spotify. Good. Yeah. Good. So I mean that's good that people are, are paying attention to it. We really haven't even done anything with it yet, except for eat more and jiggle more. <laughs> All right. Now now the main question: How many times have you played the song Mustang Sally? I told, oh, I told him it was up to two thousand. Uh-huh. But Lisa had a very good idea about this. I have a great idea actually about this. Um, we're thinking about no longer playing it in the show, and we'll use it as an introduction for the band as we walk. As on you stage. get on stage. Yeah, because there's nothing more to inspire you and get you warmed up than the song you've played over a million times. <laughs> and you can use it for the third encore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it wasn't my idea. It was his. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we could get like DJ Silver to mix us something really cool, yeah. and then make it where it's like. Ride, Sally, ride. Then I get excited. Man, you get to get DJ there. Do it, do it again. Well, I was at his party the other night, so I've learned how to do it. You gotta do that on stage now, right? Boom, 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 boom. Start rapping for me. You do this. See? Well, Mustang Sally, thank you for taking the time to talk to Concert Blast. We really appreciate the invitation down here. Eddie? You know what? Thanks, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for spending time with us in the basement because we have nowhere to go but up from here. There you go! Mustang Sally! Woo! Now it's time for one of my favorite bands, the Band Perry, as they had a press conference here at the fan club party at the Cannery in Nashville, Tennessee. They talked to the media with a question and answer. They had someone to actually pick different people to say a question, and they would answer it. What I've done, since you couldn't hear all the media say their questions, I have actually took those questions out. I ran it from one topic to another. You really didn't need to know the question because they kind of talked about each topic of the question. My question that they answered was I asked them about playing cover songs, that they playing that song by Fun and playing Fat Bottom Girls by Queen, and they said they had some more surprises. So let's hear from the band Perry. always excited we have the fans Perry t-shirts that everybody you know that signs up for the fan club gets so every time in our meet and greets all over the country when somebody walks in with that great t-shirt it just feels like a family reunion so I think one thing that we're excited about today is to see all the fans Perry collected in one room uh, here in our, our favorite music city Nashville they're all adopted parents well, there's a lot of surprises. Um, one thing that we did, we put out uh, a, a little questionnaire. One of the questions was, what would you like to see the band Perry do? And we got some crazy requests. Yes. I know there were some cartwheels in there. Some yodeling and I will not be cartwheels in this dress. Um, so 
Steve Scarling. Neil is going to pull out one of his favorite impressions. We may or may not embarrass somebody from stage. Should I give it away? Yeah, the fans don't know. <laughs> okay, so this is a request from a fan Top for Neil secrets. to do um, our, our favorite impression of his. Country girl, shake it for me, girl, shake it for me, girl, shake it yes, for me. Yes. I'm Luke Brown. <laughs> so that's his big impression. Yeah, well, we have the uh, opportunity to work without Over Hunger, and one of the um, uh, contests that they were giving away was for someone to, you know, tell their story of how they've impacted their area. And then the band Paris shows up in their hometown, kind of like we did in ours, and, uh, you know, uh, puts a spotlight on them and what they've done for their community. And it kind of holds hands with our Pioneer Project as well, because one of the big spirits behind this album is, you know, there's still, in the world around us, in our own lives, there's so many great things left to be done. And so it really ties into that Pioneer spirit as well, mm -hmm. and, and out number I'm a confection enthusiast, and so um, when Gigi came to us uh, with the idea, we actually have a song on the record called I'm a Keeper, and so we were talking about different flavors, and uh, in the song we talk about me wanting to change my name to Cherry, which is a true statement. I've always loved that name. I wish I had fiery red hair. Yes. Um, so we decided to work Cherry into the flavor in the Gigi's Cupcake and came up with very hairy chocolate Covered cherry? Yeah. Yeah. So that's very very chocolate, chocolate cherry. Chocolate yeah. cherry, yes. Because chocolate covered cherries are also our favorite um, candy. And so we actually got to taste test we the cupcakes. Many of them, actually. Yes, and Reed, actually, you kind of concocted the recipe between the two. Well, one of the two options had real cherries in it. The other had like a cherry icing. So I had the bright idea of combining the two. And so uh, that's how you get the uh, very, very chocolate cherry But I think one reason why Kimberly was so excited, because she said if she didn't do music, she would by day be a baker of like cakes and stuff and by night be a private investigator. She has so she kind of, she's living through Gigi her yes. her other life goals. <laughs> you know a lot of folks have asked us recently um, what about all this country music on pop radio and in pop culture? I think it's a really exciting time to be part of our format because anything and everything goes. Um, you know it's a genre that, that houses folk country, traditional country, uh, pop country, one of our favorite brands of country music, rock and roll country, and we've really gotten to work those roots in. So um, country music, the family, it's got a huge umbrella. Uh, there are a lot of sounds that fall underneath it, and I do feel like it's really invading pop culture right now. You see more and more kids being attracted to it. Um, I think, you know, maybe it's the stories of, of country songs, but it's definitely the spirit that I think that folks are really attracted to right now. <laughs> well, Better Dick 2 is certainly about lifelong commitment, and um, my favorite thing about this song, it's a backwards written lyric. Our mother actually gave our, our father a, a Valentine's Day card this year that had two skeletons on it with these giant red hearts, and the caption said, Till death do us part is for quitters. And you know, that truly is the spirit behind Better Dig too. I think part of our job is um, we have felt deep down the emotions and the sentiments of all these songs. Of course, at some point in our lives, the three of us want that commitment. But we also see ourselves as chief storytellers. And uh, I certainly am telling the story of a psychopathic, obsessed wife in that song. And uh, it's been a real fun one. I don't mean to scare anybody. We've got so many comments on Twitter like, Kimberly, should we be scared of you? The answer is no, but I love to tell a good story. But on the other side of that, we've had actually several uh, mothers who said, I'm getting my daughter to play this song at her wedding because it's just, <laughs> it's the story of her life. And we're like, okay, okay. Not a reception, yeah. the ceremony. Yeah. Cool. <laughs>
Yeah, well, the three of us wrote uh, Mother Like Mine, which is off the album, and it's about what the world would look like if it were raised by our mother the way that uh, she raised us. And what I love about the song is it does cover these very wide and broad, you know, examples. All the wars would be over because she'd make us all be friends, but we break it down to talking about her and her garden, and, you know, she really sleeps in a white nightgown. So, um, you know, it was, that probably was the most nerve-wracking song to play for somebody because it really was the first true song we had written to a specific person. But fortunately, we did get tears out of mom and uh, continue to. Well, yeah, it was very, like, intensely personal. And, yeah, she did cry, but she cries all the time. Yeah. Happy tears, happy tears. But I think ultimately, too, the spirit behind Mother Like Mine is, is one of unconditional love, you know, because not everyone has the opportunity to be raised by a mother. I mean, even at our shows, we've seen so many uh, foster families and, and such. There's different ways to shape family, but it truly is about unconditional love and what, what that sort of uh, spirit can bring and, and really, you know, heal the world in some respects. Our road to Nashville has been long. very long. Yeah, yes, I know that we've only had songs on the radio for a couple years now, um, but we celebrate 15 years traveling as a family this October. And uh, so Reed and Neil were still in Superman pajamas when we got started. Again, this was 15 years ago. They moved to Avengers pajamas these days, but uh, <laughs> that's not true. No, it's not. I don't think it's true, is it? No. Okay. But, you know, it's, it's been amazing. You know, we've played every single kind of venue you can imagine, where there were more people on stage and out in the crowd when it's been storming. And I think all those things have um, made us into the artists we are today. And I think nothing can surprise us at this point. Well, I remember one show in particular in the early days. It was this father-son camp. Yeah. And, uh, one father, one son. Yeah, one yeah. father, <laughs> one son showed up. And so, like Neil said, there were more people on stage than out in the crowd. And those days, we had like 30 songs on a set list. We had no idea what we were doing. And I remember the little boy like begging his dad yeah. to leave about halfway you know, in the middle of the set. And so I do think that all those moments have really made the road so rich and so wonderful. You know, we, we haven't had any shortcuts, but it certainly makes this side of the road, you know, that much more precious. And we still have such a long way to go. You know, I love the fact that you have artists like, um, you know, Brad Paisley, Tim McGraw that still tr remain relevant even in, you know, today's marketplace and what the current way music is. But then you have a lot of new, new artists, you know, stretching the boundaries of country music as well. Well, and Eric Church, we're big, big fans of his and have been for a long time. And what I love about Eric is, you know, his persistence as an artist, um, his, you know, true to selfness with his art. Um, and it's just so cool to see all of this, you know, catch up to what he's always known about his artistry and what the fans have always known about it. It's really exciting to see him explode this year. My feet are very unhappy with me most days. And, um, but you know, I'm a whopping five foot two. So, you know, it, the world looks better at, at a little bit more height. So, um, I think the most dangerous heel experience I had was on the ACM Awards when we did done and we popped up out of the toasters. Um, that took me a long time to practice, but I was I was pretty proud of these uh, these ankles and those shoes. <laughs> yes, Kimberly looks up to reading me. <laughs> I do, literally. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're uh, even now planning uh, you know the staging for our tour because downbeat of 2014, we're planning heading out on our tour of our own, starting up in Canada. And so now we're already starting to sketch out what the stage is going to look like, um, talk about the set list a little, and what sort of things we want to add to it. Well, and we're settling on the acts that, uh, that are going to come out and be part of that road tour. Um, we can't make any announcements yet, but soon, just right around the corner. It's exciting, though. I mean, live performance is our first love. It's what we were doing before we were doing interviews and, and writing songs. And so it's where we feel the most at home. And it's our recess. You know, it's our playground, the stage, so we can't wait to, to build our own playground, if you will.
it's amazing how much we get bossed around. Like, I mean, it's, I feel like we, we are great at follow the leader ourselves. Um, you know, we have a great road crew. I mean, we hear all over the place that, you know, you guys have such a wonderful team, and we're really proud of that because you guys see our three faces, but there's like an army that makes this happen every day. My goodness. Well, you know, Fat Bottom Girls is a staple these days. Yeah. Um, but we're always working on mashups. Mm -hmm. We're like the kings of the mashup. Yeah. Um, trying to think something. We're like doing. Uh, we're we singing our set right now. Uh, Dolly Parton's "I Will Always Love You." Yeah. So we put, pull that in. Yeah. We tie it with all your life. Yeah. It's always a cool moment. It's a great. I think there should be a CMA Fest survival kit with a, a rule book on how to survive. Bottle of water. Uh, bottle of water. Of Obviously, course. bring an umbrella. A beach towel, umbrella. Um, but this is. The, one of the most fun weeks of the year because literally people from all over the world come celebrate their love of country music and you know you get to feel that energy here um, yeah it's just it's an exciting week well we've had the opportunity to play at you know uh, many multi-genre award shows and whenever you tell people in pop world or rock world they're always you know shocked and intrigued by the idea of you know all you know country music fans coming to one place and all of them talking about how they would love for something like that to take place in their world as well so it feels really special and is truly unique to country music but go grab a cupcake y'all they're yes. so yes. good thank yeah. you for being here <laughs> thank you very thank much you guys. Appreciate it. and here's julie roberts one of our friends who lost her record deal like a lot of people do and and that's okay because the record business is a business and not a charity so you got to realize you got to sell a lot of records nowadays to keep a major record label although she, her first album was gold her second album didn't sell as much as they expected so she lost her label then she found out she had ms she had to deal with the, the nashville flood then she was on the voice on this season's the voice and no one turned the chair around for her, so she headed back to Nashville. Sun Records actually saw her performance, offered her a record deal. Now, the label Sun out of Memphis, Tennessee, has, hasn't had music on their label in 27 years, they announced. So Julie's making this big announcement to all her fans at her fan club party, which was jam-packed at this club in Nashville called The Rutledge. Listen to Julie Roberts. She was looking for love, he was looking for fun Yeah, man and mascara always run We've been through so much together and y'all been on this journey with me Through the flood, through my MS diagnosis, being an independent artist And I prayed every night, God please Take me somewhere that, um, give me a home. Give me a home for my music. Somebody that understands me, that gets me, and that's what he gave me. But I'm, I'm super excited, and I mean, this is a, obviously a legendary record label. We're making history today. This is the first music on this label in 27 years. They wanted it to be my music. Thank you. So this is why I've been like so hounding y'all is tell you that this is huge. I've got to be here. And another part, is, uh, Son and I have, have partnered with a company called Pledge Music. I don't know if you've heard of it. 
but uh, you can, after you leave here today, you can even pre-order the album, Pledge Music. We've been working really hard in the studio. As you know, if you follow me on Facebook, we're going to have a lot of guest artists on this, that legendary artists that you will know. Some that maybe have been on Sun, some that maybe have not been on Sun. After you leave here today, you'll be able to uh, pre-order my album. And when you pre-order through Pledge, you'll have access. I'm going to have a new online community. And on this online community, you'll be able to see inside of the studio. I'm going to post lots of videos. You'll get to see me with these artists, these legendary artists that I get to record with. You'll get to see me doing everything I need to do to prepare for this album, like boot camp. I got to lose some weight. You see this right here? <laughs> My space didn't go up this far. They stopped right here. So I'm going to be doing lots of things to prepare for this record. So as soon as you leave here today, actually it's probably up right now, you can pre-order my album through Pledge. And uh, Pledge has, has been really good to us and, and Sun. There's lots of options on the Pledge site. There's lots of cool packages you can do. And I'm super excited and honestly, I couldn't do it without y'all. And you've been following me and praying for me for a long time and your prayers have been answered and mine have been answered and I'm excited for my partnership with Sun. And my album's going to be everywhere and I know you're going to love it. So I just wanted you to know my, my great news that I've been keeping secret for a long time. And uh, I'm going to bring, I see him walking up. This is Colin Brace and he works for Sun Records. And my music, y'all, so let's hear it for Colin. Julie, we love you over Sun, and uh, we're really, really excited to have you join our family. You are just the perfect fit for our music. It's just going to be an awesome ride. Can't wait for it. We're excited that we have a lot of Sun people in the audience today, and we know that you guys are excited about it as well. We have a special gift for you, a little surprise. Welcome you to the family. You want me to cry again, don't you? <laughs> it's our uh, legendary Sun logo, and it's uh, Julie's autograph. Colin. Before you guys leave today, too, we have one for all of you. Wow. So, when you walk out the door, make sure you grab one and. Uh, Represent Julie and uh, Sun Records this weekend. Show her some support. We love you. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, Colin and Sun. Um, when you pray about things, you know that God has way better plans for you than you ever dreamed about. And I just prayed backstage with my mom, and she said, God, thank you for the voice. Thank you that that didn't work out because Sun Records was waiting on me. Thank you, Colin, for this t-shirt, and uh, you'll see the title of my record on this t-shirt when you get it. Let me tell it to you, in case you can't read it back there. The title of my new record is uh, called Good Wine and Bad Decisions. Oh. <laughs> Y'all will love that song, but I'm saving it for you. When you leave here today, tell everybody, wear your t-shirts, tell them to go pre-order it. Thank you again for being here, and we're going to play you some more music right now. And here we are with Lady Annabellum. The three of them came out there. They talked and answered questions from the fans that were there. 
now I would guess there was probably what 1,500 2,000 fans as many as they could gather around in that area where they were sitting on the stage hopefully the echo is not too bad in this hope you'll enjoy Lady Antebellum because they had a lot of fun and we laughed a lot here's Lady Antebellum And 
And uh, I think they're gonna take Chris out, have a guy's night before the baby gets here at some point. A man, what do you call that? A what? Not a man shower. It's not a man shower. Just a man night with Chris. Chris on Twitter. Now that all three of you are married, what would your spouses say is the most frustrating thing about living with you? Hillary, you want to start? Well, the great thing is, is I cook and my husband does the dishes. But probably just chores. He's really, really good at chores. And you're not. And I'm still learning. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ever learn. <laughs> Charles. I know what it is, but I can't admit it. You have to. I mean, let's be honest, it's passing gas. <laughs> well, who doesn't do that? The minute you get married, it's like all bets are off. Man, this is, this is me. This is what I do. This is what I do, and I do it a lot. And you can't do anything about it now, because we're no. married. You got the most cheers for passing gas I've ever seen. I know. Uh, because you want to relate. They all can relate. Like, everyone, everyone in here, come on, don't lie. You know you do it. You probably, somebody's doing it right now. <laughs> Could you please go to the back? <laughs> now, speaking of flatulence, Luke Bryan is the gassiest person in the world. We, we all went on the ski trip, ski trip together. We went on the ski trip together, and the dude, if you think I'm bad, that dude's brutal. He's so okay, you have to, all of us have to make a pact here. When, when Luke is signing autographs for you, do not ask him about that. Yes. I beg of you. I beg of you. Dave, uh, can you top this? For I don't me? think I can. Um, I'm always, uh, you know, for us on a, on a serious note, you know, we spend so much time talking and thinking about our music. And I know my wife is always like, will you please shut up about this performance or this show? And I'm always like, you know, but what if we started this at the end of the thrust and then we moved here and then we did this light thing? We, you know, she's like, just please stop. So I think, I mean, for us, we always are thinking about the next thing to do. And yeah, yeah. even at midnight, trying but to not taking work home. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's not too bad. That's not too frustrating. Not as frustrating as Charles. <laughs> Christy from Hershey, Pennsylvania is here. What has been the most extraordinary experience that you've had as an artist? And man, you've had a lot of them. So this could be a hard one to answer. Wow. Uh, I know one recently that was pretty amazing. Um, it'll come out uh, sometime this summer, but we got to do CNT uh, Crosshairs with Stevie Nicks from Fleetwood Mac. It's pretty, it was one of the most religious experiences of mine. Sarah is here, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hello, Sarah. When you write a new song, how in the world do you decide which of you will sing what parts? Does that come pretty easy? We normally, when, when we write, we kind of work it out then. Um, it normally kind of shows itself really quickly. Who's going to sing lead? And, um, and, but, you know, especially on our new record, there's quite a few songs on there that we didn't write, and so there was a little bit more of a, of a decision process. It's pre it was pretty obvious that I wasn't going to sing, uh, you ain't getting uh-uh, if you don't show a little uh-uh. <laughs> and, uh, all those platforms and then platforms, platforms in the corner, yeah. uh, Speaking of that, in that song, uh, we have asked you this in interviews on the Frickin' Chase show, what is an uh-uh? And you refuse to answer. So would you like to answer now? Yeah. I think it's open to interpretation. It is, it is. It could be cool 
Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> Liz. Is here. What's your favorite app? Do you play Words with Friends or Candy Crush? Do you have a favorite app, Dave? Uh, I don't I haven't played it. You know, everybody plays Words with Friends. I haven't got into that. I, we, me and Charles play Tiger Woods Golf. Yeah. There's an app that... Mine's what to expect when you're expecting. <laughs> right now. Yeah, Hillary, every, every day when we're out on the road, she goes, my baby is the size of a turnip today. <laughs> She's like, my baby is the size of a watermelon. A pumpkin. A rutabaga. Yeah. yeah. And then one time she showed me a picture of what it looked like, and I was like, your baby looks like an alien. That's what your baby looks like. It looks like an alien. You need to get the face swapping app when you have your baby and do one of those creepy photos you swap your face. You don't have to show me that. Yeah, I don't know that one. Man, this baby coming is quite entertaining on the bus, I can tell. Madeline, Indiana, who, dead or alive, would be your dream tour mate? And you have to agree now between the three of you, because it can only be one. Hillary Scott. Hillary Scott. Oh, dead or alive. Is that a Bon Jovi reference? Yeah. Um, gosh, I think it would be just... We still have not gone out on the road with George Strait, man. I would love to be on the road with George Strait every night. It's, it's hard to get sick of watching George Strait. He's just so smooth and he's just cool. Handsome. Jen the Hen, 77 on Twitter. What is the cheesiest pickup line that you know? I bet Hillary's heard a few. <laughs> it's a quarter after one and I need you. Are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only 10 I see. Oh. <laughs> nice. We're the, the one that started our band. You want to get together and write some songs? Right. Oh, that's, how it started. that's how it started. Good call. Good pull. Well, Hillary and I started talking in, uh, in this bar, and she was talking about that she's a you know, songwriter and stuff, and I said, well, let's get together and write some songs. I came back today, and I was like, let's get on this hot. <laughs> and she said, and we were singing. And then we fought over And then she didn't want either one of us. <laughs> so we started a band. And it was just great. That's weird how it's connected all that. That's so weird. Alright, and wrapping up, you're going to have to think deeply here. You may have to go into a trance, I don't know. Use one word to define yourself. One word is all you get. And Charles, I'm sorry you cannot use the word gas. Okay? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Dave, what's the one word you describe? Uh, I think Harry would be the most appropriate. Yes. I see you peeking out through yeah. that V-neck. If you got it, flaunt it. Yeah. Very sexy. Very sexy. You have to choose a new word now, Charles. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all my buddies back home probably would... would, would call me tight jeans. They, 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 they call me every time they're like, dude, stop wearing those jeans. They're way too tight. They Sorry, buddy. We like those jeans, don't we? Uh, <laughs> I'm, just to, I'm just trying to follow Luke Bryan's, uh, you know, lead. <laughs> Can you dance like Luke? Come no. On. no. Okay. One word, Hillary, to describe you. Well, actually, it's kind of cool. Mom. Mom. 
I hope you enjoyed our interview podcast that we had. Thank you all so much for listening. And remember to send us an email at concertblast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash concertblast page. We're also on Twitter as concertblast. Send us some suggestions. Thank you so much for listening. And we also must thank the Old Spaghetti Factory for being our sponsor during the CMA Fest 2013. Thank you so much. The home office in Portland was just very nice to us. We appreciate your kindness and your support for Concert Blast. We're in Nashville, Tennessee, and we enjoy the Spaghetti Factory on 2nd Avenue. But you can enjoy the Spaghetti Factory in your town. Get on to www.osf.com. Dot com. Thank you again, guys. So that kind of wraps up our interview sessions from the CMA Festival 2013 in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you again so much. For Brian and Tom, and for myself, until next time, God bless you. I want to thank you for letting me be myself again. I didn't get it. My voice is too rough right now. <laughs>